Hey guys, if you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. All you need is your phone. Now, how many of us, we all have our phone, right? So what way to create a podcast on your phone real quick and easy? That's what I'm doing. I'm starting it out, starting my day out, just creating a podcast before I start work. That's how easy it is. And better yet, Anchor will distribute your podcast to Spotify an Apple podcast, and many more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. So how easy is that? And think, Anchor has it and it's all a one-stop shop. So check out Anchor at anchor.fm or go to the app and check it out. Have a good one, everyone. Hello, everybody. Okay, due to technical difficulties, we left from one platform and we're over here on another platform. So I'm so excited to be here. Any questions, drop them in the feed below. We can see them here as well. I will also give a shout out to those who were originally who shot us out on the first because I did a behind the scenes kind of thing. So I'll shout you out over here as well. But if you have any questions for me and my amazing co-host for this week, drop them in the feed below. We definitely will address them to you. But first and foremost, I want to welcome everybody to Conversate with Pamela. I am your host, Pamela Stone. As you know or may not know, what we do is here, we grab our evening beverage, our favorite evening snack, our girlfriend or girlfriends, pen and paper, and we sit back and we start empowering each other. So before I go any further, I wanted to get some things out of the way. As you all know, we're in this kind of, we're in a quarantine or we're here de- dealing with the health issues. As you know or may not know, we've not been through this before. Of course, it's caused some havoc and some things um, in everyone's everyday, day-to-day life. And so one thing I want to drop in here real quick before we started talking um, to my guests is I have some three tips I want everyone to do, if nothing else. Um, I would love for everyone to do some self-care. Focus on yourself. I know it, it's a lot. I was over at my daughter's home with my gr- two grandbabies, and she was looking a little frazzled. So take some time for yourself. So one way we t- um, one way we did that is I allowed her to step out of the house for a little bit, and I watched the kids while she took care of herself. So if you can do that, take do that. If not, step out on the porch for just five minutes and breathe. And, and just breathe out, just step away because, it, you know, the kids can be intense. It's an intense situation. You're sitting in the home <laughs> and you have nowhere to go. So definitely do that. As well as you all know, um, we here in our home, we're always dependent on the fast foods and you see they close those down, but you still can order food. So one, one suggestion I would love to lay here is let's support our small business owners who are cooks and chefs. Support them. I watched the news this morning and a couple said the way they're going to do is 
what they're going to do is they're supporting a different restaurant and order some carry out each day just so that everyone knows that they're doing their part. And so if you're able to do that, I would love to charge everyone to do that here as well, where you can go and support a local um, chef or restaurant, a small business, because we definitely want them to be here after all of this. You and I know this is just temporary. You know, we have to figure out the kinks and once they figure the kinks out, we'll we'll be over the hump. But let's support them in all ways possible. And then lastly, they talked about the virus being here for at least we'll be um, quarantined or we'll be in our stuck in our homes for two weeks. So I'm gonna charge you with two weeks two weeks where you can do a set your goal. And as you all know, I come on every Monday and say it's goal setting time. So this is no reason for everyone not to be able to set a goal and achieve your goal. Now, when you achieve goals, make you setting the goal so small that you're able to meet that goal, right? So with that being said, and if you don't have a goal or you don't know where to start at, Drop it in the feed below and I definitely will be, um, I will be able to help you with just say, Pam, I need your help and we'll sit down and we'll do a quick chat. Well, I think that, oh, one more thing. Let me say this. Tonight's sponsor is um, crowdfunding done by Dr. Queen, Dr. The Queen of Crowdfunding, done by Dr. Latisse Wright. She is actually putting on a crowdfunding event now. So if you want to see how crowdfunding works, I will drop the link below so you can definitely be connected and see how crowdfunding um, is working. Right now, she's working on a project where she is feeding children in California, in her area, who has no um, source of income to feed the children. So she's one way she's doing this. She's using crowdfunding to feed the children. So if you would like to support that or even see how or would love to see how crowdfunding works. Drop it in. I'll drop the link in below so you can connect with her. It's an amazing organization. She's doing some amazing work over there. So with that, do without that, I think that's a mouthful for right now. I am going to turn it over to my amazing co-host, Deshaun, Deshaun, Deshonda. 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 And she's going to talk, she's going to talk, she's going to first tell our viewers a little bit about yourself. Well, first, I want to thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Um, this is actually my very first live. So yeah, <laughs> I appreciate you giving me the opportunity to go ahead and do it. I keep telling myself, I'm going to make a video one day, but well, so I appreciate the opportunity. Um, so just about me, um, born and raised in Columbus, um, went to OSU, um, was actually studying um, fashion and retail at the time. Um, was in the got a bachelor in human ecology um and a lot of people are like what is that but um just to kind of sum it up and not give it justice <laughs> is um really just the study of people in their environments around them so i did a lot of um, like consumer science studies and how people spend their money um and things like that so um was going that route um didn't quite work the way I wanted to. I was um, got kind of stuck in the whole rat race and was working retail, was in the management and working way too many hours and in a lot of debt and didn't know what I was doing. Um, so it kind of you know got me to the point where I'm like, I need to figure out how to get my 
finance together. <laughs> so, you know, in the search of trying to get my own finances together and, and um, seeing everything that I was learning was the same things a lot of people around me did not know, um, kind of pushed me to want to help educate others. Um, in the ways that I felt like I need to be educated. So that's kind of where I'm at now um, is doing more financial education and helping people um, get their finances together the same way I did for myself. So um, really awesome thing to be able to do um, and help people and see other people, you know, being, you know, gifted with more knowledge and uh, actually applied exactly. knowledge <laughs> is the key. So, um, you know, and that's kind of, I've been doing this for, it's going on three years now. So it's been great and I enjoy doing it. I really do. Actually, we need, we're, I'm so grateful and so blessed to have so many people that are working on helping everyone to get their finances, especially now these, you know, this day and time, what we're going through. So I really can't wait for everyone to hear the, to hear more about what you're going to talk about. But before we go any further, I, one thing that I always talk, the reason why I have conversate with Pamela. So, so many women have come on or I've talked to, or even come on across, there have so many what ifs. What if I had finance, if I had money? What if I had support? What if, what if? And so here at Conversate with Pamela, we're all, we're all about breaking down, breaking down the what ifs to, do, to get to the what's next. And so with that being said, one of the one if, what ifs is for us to become more financial, have our homes in a financial um, stronger than what it is now. So let me ask you this. As you're doing the finances, are you still working in the corporate world or are you working for yourself? I'm working for myself now. Um, I have been for a couple of years now. Um, it just, I really didn't have the time. I was like, I'd rather be home with my family. <laughs> and it was, you know, it gave me the opportunity to do it. So I'm like, I'm just going to go full out and, you know, step away from the rat race for now, at least, because I'm like, it wasn't for me at the time. And I understand that. And the reason why I ask that is there's so many women there are, if I, which is what if, if I had, you know, to do, I can't juggle both. And so a lot of them don't still, a lot of women are not seeing or not understanding how women balance the both. And some are like, okay, so if I jump, what am I going to do? So when you did, will we say that again? No, it's fine. Go ahead. <laughs> so when you do leave the corporate world, it, it is a shock. Trust me, I'm moving towards that way. But, and it takes a lot for you to think about and a lot of support and understanding of what it takes to becoming a full-time entrepreneur. But also, too, do you agree or disagree that you had to be very clear of your why? Of why oh, you very have Very clear. Very clear. That's what, that's what drives you. That's what, when you, you have that why, that's what keeps you going. When you got that little ounce of energy that's what keeps it pushing and you, you keep getting it done because you know you have that goal in mind but absolutely, absolutely having that why is that was key 
It was very key because it's, it's it's easy to get lost and not know your way if you don't have right. no mind. Oh you don't know where you're going. You're just going to get caught up and not go nowhere. Absolutely. Oh my goodness, you are so right, so right. So, any regrets on tran- on any regrets to transitioning over into the corporate world from leaving the corporate world into being your own business? No, not at all. I don't miss it at all, to be honest. <laughs> I'm like, there's so much freedom. I mean, I still, you know, I work just this hard, but it's just so much freedom. And, you know, um, when it comes to that, because I'm like, I used to always have to, you know, report to somebody, you know, I have to be somewhere yeah. where I didn't want to be there. I had more important things as far as my family going on and being able to say like, hey, I can, you know, design my life around, you know, my family instead of designing my life around my job, which is a yes. lot of people they have to do, you know, it's just Absolutely. what you do. Absolutely. I I agree with you. So I look forward. I totally get what you're saying. You know, I do look forward to um, transitioning to the full entrep- full time entrepreneurship. Um, but you're right. The, the why you have to be so clear of it that that's your driving your motivation, um, because when you hit that rock bottom or hit those days, you're going to have to really be clear on that. Why it helps you come pulls you through. <laughs> exactly. <It's really> <laughs> it, it, yes, absolutely. It's a roller coaster, but you, you got to know it that, that that roller coaster is going to have an ending. You're going to be able to have to stop and get off that roller coaster one day. Absolutely. So with that being said, so tonight's topic is all about savings, and, excuse me, and debt elimination which so perfect, right on time, especially what we're right. facing through. So I Absolutely. did do some research, right. So I did do some research and according to C, CNBC, ages 45 to 54, with children, their average savings account is only $15,000. That's it, 15,000. And out of that 34%, don't even have a savings account at all, which was, I was just like, wow, wow. So with that being said, oh my goodness. So as you're going, so as we're talking about savings, so what's the first thing, what is, since we're going through this recession or we're getting ready to go through, what would be your first suggestion of someone, for someone who doesn't even have a savings account? For those that don't have a savings account whatsoever, um, you absolutely must have something. Um, you know, your first things first is have an emergency fund and just doing a little bit at a, at a time. But the key is, this is your mindset. You always have to pay yourself first. So you're always thinking about paying yourself first, even before bills and anything else come out of the money that you receive. So each check, you have to pay yourself first. So you're always setting something back first. Um, I know that we, we're, our nature, we can um, basically do what we have. Okay. So if you can just do without $25, $50 a check, you know, you'll be able to do it, you know, and, and it's kind of a mindset, you know, everybody wants to scrape up every dollar that they got, you know, and put it here and put it here, but you have to make sure like, no, I got to pay myself and then whatever's left, you know, that's what I'm paying my bills and all my necessities first, because you're paying yourself first. You're going to, you know, thank yourself later that you put all this money to the side and not, you know, just spending everything. And it's a mindset. And it's, it's um, and I, I know it's hard for me, my personal self. So it's like, 
I had to make sure it was kind of out of sight, out of mind, <laughs> not like right. something I can look at all the time. That was the big key because I, I had, I've always had a savings account. I just didn't treat it like a savings account. <laughs> that was the problem. <laughs> I was like, so true. my savings is gone every month. <laughs> Instead of me back every month. So I'm like, I had it for me. I had it with me out of sight, out of mind before I can even touch my money before I get touch my money, make sure my money is put away. So I kind of help clients. A lot of clients do that. Make sure your money is just gone before you even get a chance to touch it. Just act like it's not even there. But when you have a a need come up, you know, times like now, you're going to be thankful that you did that and it would be well worth it. So true. Um, real quick, Danielle said to us, she gave us a shout out to us and she says, hello, ladies. Great topic. I'll catch the replay. Thank you, Danielle. And she shared it out to everybody. (laughs) So with that being said, so what's your first step as what is the first step? I come to you and say, I have, I totally understand which I should ask this first. I totally understand that I should have a savings account. So I come to you and what's going to be our first step? Our very first step is doing a, a budget sheet, um, not just, you know, how much money you coming in, how much money going out. We actually do like a very detailed itemized um, of all your expenses and where your money is going. I need to know what's, what's going on already to know where to take you. So we kind of just try to see where you at um, initially and see what there is to spare. And a lot of people, when they realize um when we itemize everything and really get in the debt, you know, in details about where their money is going, they start realizing, oh, I'm paying too much for this, or I'm doing too much of that, or, you know, and it gets, because um, a lot of times we just have our money coming and going through our bank account. We don't really pay attention a lot of times. Um, even mm-hmm. Some people I know that's really, um, you know, they get, you keep a budget sheet each, each month. They don't take in all the expenses that they should be taking in. So it's kind of, they'll have you think about things that you didn't think about that you spend money on and just itemizing that and really knowing where all your money is going. Um, so you know that, yeah, you know, you may or may not be able to afford like this much amount to put aside, but just know you have to put something aside. So yeah, the very first step would be to do a very detailed budget sheet for yourself. Okay. And you had talked about doing, um, putting, paying yourself first. How much mm-hmm. do you pay yourself? I mean, do it I pay myself five dollars? Sometimes everybody's different, okay. but I, just as a guideline, I'll say fifteen to twenty percent. So if you go to fifteen okay. percent of your income that you bring it in, and look at that, and like you know, hey, that needs to be put to the side. But um, okay. I see a lot of times people people's lives are set up different. So everybody's going to be different. So it's really on a um, case-to-case basis on how much I would tell somebody Absolutely. to decide. <laughs> Absolutely. Because I was just going to say 15%. What happens if you have somebody who can't afford to pay themselves 15%? Because you know how, and the reason why I say that is percent, we just try to make sure they can do something. So okay. I don't care if it's okay. $5 a week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Because you know, you have yeah, you have a lot of the followers and the listeners as we go through here. A lot of them are like, I can't afford 15%. And then that causes, of course, then, you know, that's the mindset, which then causes them to be discouraged, which then causes them back to starting from the beginning again. So I always want them mm-hmm. to know, never give up. There's always a plan B, always, or there's an option B. Just want them to know that if you can't afford the 15%, like she said, starting somewhere, is better than starting right. nowhere, you know. Somewhere. 
somewhere. And again, we're in we're in right now where we are we are confined to two weeks in the house. So you can figure the five figure out something where you can where you can take that that money from. You have you have and if not, we'll definitely connect you to her and she will help you figure figure it out for you. Um, so that with that being said, as you have done the budget and you've done a savings, you've created the savings for them. Do you know or do you recommend of any apps? You, since we're in the electronic age now, do you have any recommend any app favor apps that you would use for create or tracking your savings or doing creating a savings? Um, I know there's a lot of great apps out there. I don't personally use one. Um, okay. Per se. Um, I'm still, I'm on catch up on technology. I'm really like paper <laughs> and I always like just keep up with my, you know, banking app with my phone. So I'm constantly checking it. I'm constantly opening it because I'm on my phone, of course, like yeah, most people. But um, if you're more of a, um, you know, an app person, there's apps that will go ahead and link to your bank account and break down your expenses for you. I know my bank has it where it kind of already gives me like, you know, this is where your money's going. And it breaks it up in categories for me. Um, through my bank. So um, if your bank doesn't do that, yeah, absolutely look for an app. And I know there's a lot out there. I just don't use one personally, um, but that will help you because I know it helps me when I have it with banking apps to kind of itemize everything and I can, mm -hmm. you know, see. Because um, not everybody has the time to sit there and do detailed reports of their finances exactly. each month. So the technology really helps in that. So they go ahead and automatically do it for you and you're like, oh, okay, you know, but at least make sure you're paying attention to it. And actually looking at it, don't be six months down the road and be like, mm -hmm. oh, you know, look what happened. But that's another thing. We just got to kind of be very intentional and um, paying attention to what is going on in our accounts. So how often do you recommend them looking at their account? I would say every day. <laughs> I look at mine every day, but um, at least Thank once you. a week, you know, look at the week. Look, see what you was doing over the past week. How was you spending your money? How did you naturally go? Because, you know, people just want to naturally, you know, stop here or stop there. A lot of people have their habits, you know, of just stopping at fast food restaurants and whatnot between on their breaks. And you can kind of like really keep track. And, and when you see this stuff and it's in your face, because, um, you know, when, like I was saying, when stuff is out of sight, out of mind. But if you're putting it in your face, and you're consuming what these numbers that you're spending and they'll kind of resonate with you like oh i'm spending this much on lunch every day and you kind of mm -hmm. think like well maybe i can cut back i don't need the whole thing i can look for something else you know what i mean so when it's in your face all the time you're gonna be like okay let me think you know you're constantly thinking about it and um you'll see like what you need to be changing a lot of times if not I mean, I'll look at it for you and be like, hey, you see this? This ain't normal. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you because funny enough, I look at my, I thought me, I'm obsessed. So I look at mine every day and I look in the morning when I first get up because I want to see what's going on, what happened while I was asleep. I, then I do it and at lunch to make sure nothing else is just my compulsiveness. And I do it at night mm -hmm. to make sure nothing else fall through that I didn't miss. So I'm glad I'm not the only one that does. I do watch mine. I do pay very close attention to my, to my, but I do watch my money. I, I know that's obsessive, but it's the only way. And I did that. I know I had someone say, well, why do you do that? Just send me. I do that because it makes me more mindful. Once I get more comfortable with this, because I'm starting to create a new um, relationship with finances, as what we had talked about at your event, 
Um, once I start becoming more comfortable with finances, then I will back off. But for right now, that's my peace of mind and my comfort for right now. So, <laughs> yes, I am a little obsessed. <laughs> so my right. next question. So my next question. Since we're going through this health crisis, do you feel it's do you feel it's too late? Or should we to start creating a savings for those who hasn't even started saving, created a savings? I wouldn't say it's ever too late um, to start a savings. Um, I mean, this 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 whole crisis just started happening. I mean, if you have something to put away, you know, put it away. I mean, it's, it's not going to stop you from pulling it, you know, using it if it gets to that point where you need it. But if you had it right now, go ahead and set it, set it away. I know I, when this crisis started, I upped my savings. <laughs> like, I'm like, oh, wait a minute, let me put a little bit more back. You know, <laughs> it was, was my thinking, but a lot of people Absolutely. are, you know, are like, no, I need to go get this and I need this. And I was kind of like, no, I need to save more at this time. So I, I just right. started saving more myself. But it's like, you know, it's, it's hard to fathom mm-hmm. when we are going through a crisis and you're feeling like, oh my gosh, you know, and things are, you know, not going as we go. Um, so it can be scary. Like, no, I need all my dimes and right here with me, my cash. <laughs> so, and, you exactly. know, just in case. Um, but I, I do feel, you know, there's going to be a lot of things put in place to kind of buffer, you know, the financial hit that we're going to be receiving here from for a lot of people um so i would say kind of try to hold on to what you can right now you know see what those buffers will do for you and your family right now and kind of use that as a crutch don't you know be too prideful if there's um assistance out there there's a lot of programs going on right now we're all going through this crisis together everybody's feeling it so there ain't no reason to be feeling some type of way just go ahead and i would say take advantage of it you know, for now and keeps, you know, keep saving what you can. I mean, you know, just something, anything. I was right. Right. I said, hello, ladies. Wanted to let, let her know, give her a shout out and tell her we said, thank you. I told her, thank you for joining us. So as we are moving to moving from the savings account, or savings account, how many I had, I have three savings account. Okay. But understand all serve purpose but how many accounts do you do you suggest one have and i'll let you know what mine are okay <laughs> um technically four <laughs> for me only as um i'll have that one that people are typically will have attached to their checkings account so it's not really that savings right. that's one i thought was my savings before <laughs> <laughs> that I was spending every month. Right. But that was kind of like my buffer. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you want kind of like a cushion just on a regular basis. That, that'll be a cushion, I would call it. And then you will want the second one, your actual emergency fund. So um, mm-hmm. I mean, at least if you don't have anything, put a thousand dollars in there. Um, but everybody's case is different. But if you don't have like at least a thousand for some type of emergency, a lot of emergencies, they run us 500 or a thousand dollars. So, you know, if you have, a, you know, Something happens to your car. How much does that usually cost you? You know what I mean? Or something going on in the house. Um, so you know these things are going to happen. We just got to prepare for it. So that's what the you know the immediate emergency savings is for. Then we'll have um, the third one, like a long term savings. So these are in cases 